0: A show based off a foreign show yeah, or film
1: an israeli drama tv series okay called false flag
0: yeah and so now it's a uk american series
1: yeah and you know it was developed by like i feel like the tone is very similar to a different tv show
0: these are the comparisons i have sense 8 murder on the orient express trust accused criminal interrogation Person of Interest, and Mr. Robot. And I'll tell you why for each of those.
1: Yeah, I saw some people comparing this to Mr. Robot. Um, it, it wasn't any of those, though. It was The Americans, Chris Long. He directed the last two episodes of The Americans. He actually directed a lot of series finale, such as, like, The Mentalist as well, and I believe a series called Dirt. He's <laughs> the series finale guy. <laughs> it, it almost seems like it, but he also directed other things. And then they also got a writer from, like, Killing Eve, as well as The Man in the High Castle. I think he wrote like the first two seasons. Chris Long had been trying to make this show for a while. Apple gave him free reign to do so, even letting him cast whoever he wanted to, including Kunal Neyar from The Big Bang Theory. Uh, he agreed to do it right away when he learned that Chris Long...
0: Jesus, Adesh is, is The Big Bang Theory? Again? Yeah. He looks so much like Hamish, whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: Hamish Patel. I thought that it was him. I I thought that guy
0: was like the busiest guy of 2021 because he was in (laughs) that other Apple series. He was in uh, Avenue Five. He was in a movie. He was in the Don't Look Up movie. And then I saw him in this. They (laughs) they are twins.
1: So so just now. So until I said that, you thought that that was Hamish
0: Patel. No, I thought they hadn't updated his imdb page because i did check it because i was like i am sure it's that dude and i didn't see the thing and i was like who else could it be yeah learning so that's wow is he yeah he is british in the bank big bang theory
1: i think so yeah and learning about this show he decided to watch the original which can't be said for some other cast members like elizabeth henstridge she's i think from marvel as agents of shield but she didn't even watch the original series the main didn't... yeah the main uh the main woman is that tara yeah and then did you recognize uma thurman Oh, she's the
0: mom, Catherine?
1: Uh, no, I didn't recognize her, but yeah, she's hardly in it. There, yeah, that's the thing. That's what every single article has said. The promotion for this continually showed Uma Thurman as if she was the main character, and it turns out that she's barely in it. Well,
0: for the first two episodes. Yeah. And like her, her role is important, though, because let me just say the plot real yeah. quick. There's this kid, Leo Newman, that's Uma Thurman's son in the show, Her name is Catherine Newman. She's a media mogul. She owns a communications company. She's a big deal. And Leo gets abducted from a New York hotel and stuffed in a suitcase. There are four British suspects. They're all flagged. Uh, Three are apprehended in episode one. And then they're questioned in episode two. And then one's on the lam. And so there's a lot of mystery in those first two episodes and it ends with a sort of a Mr. Robot thing where the US Capitol is about to name ambassadors, and suddenly there's flickering of the TV screens, and this modulated voice comes over the thing being like, Tell the truth, Catherine, or else we're going to kill yourself. Almost like
1: a Viva Vendetta, also? Yes.
0: Yeah, that type of thing. That's the only connection really with Mr. Robot. And uh, even the first episode is called Persons of Interest, and that's where we start identifying who is suspicious. But the only time we ever see Katherine Newman is when Stan from The Americans. No, I am right. His name is Scott in this. He is meeting with her to assure her that they're going to find her son, and he's like the top dude. And that's why he goes to the UK and works with Vanessa on interviewing all these suspects.
1: The one thing he continually said about his character in interviews was that he kept using the phrase fish-out-of-water character. Really? Because I know that he's used to playing an FBI agent. It's like
0: his perennial role. He only plays FBI agents. So is he
1: just Stan in this as well? The
0: previous thing I saw him in, I think, was in the Hot Zone. Um, Show That's right. Yeah, I think he was in the first season. He wasn't an FBI agent, but he was still like a a leading figure or someone in in charge of stuff. He, He really could be playing just a future version of Stan. So every time I see like he's doing the same things, he's figuring out the same people. The only thing different about him is that he has developed this tick where he clicks his tongue. And at first I thought it was just to intimidate. Those people that he was interviewing, but then he was doing it outside of that, and the, Vanessa even told him to shut up. What's, it, what's the point of it, though? I think it's just to add something to his character, but it just goes <laughs> way too much. <laughs> yeah, he's seen in the interview room with Adesh. He's not supposed to be asking questions, and he he just
1: starts going to every answer that he does. Wait, so, so it's a continual thing. Yeah. throughout The whole interview. Okay. I, I imagine that gets annoying. Yeah. Every single th- like person, the cast that's been interviewed, said that this is a fast-paced show. That like, you have to pay attention to it beat by beat. Hmm. But the- The, the cast said that? Yeah, the cast. No, the cast has yeah. to say that. Yeah. I, but the audience also that has kind of watched it, The it's been pretty positive audience-wise, and they've said- they've You kind mean of it's been received that. well? Well, received well from the audience. The critics is like a different story.
0: Okay. Um, I can jump into the plot if you want me to.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the first episode's called Persons of Interest. We have four
0: suspects for this abduction. We have Natalie, she's a finance manager and an almost newlywed. All four of them were in New York during this time. That's how they were able to focus in on them, mm-hmm. right? She was in New York to pick up her sister for not her bachelorette party, I think they called it her hen day because it's the day before she gets married and her sister goes to NYU, so she was there to party and then go back to England and get married, right? Yeah. Then there was Adesh, who's that coder, the cyber security consultant. He lied to his wife about going to New York because he had a job interview there for the Cooper Newman company. And uh, then he yeah, that's about his story. And then Tara is an Oxford sociology professor and she was in New York to speak at a conference for the Cooper Newman organization. And then and and the Cooper Newman organization is Catherine Newman's organization. Okay, so So there's a direct tie to Leo Newman. Right. And then that's why Leo Newman was in the hotel as well. And then there's Sean, who is a master of disguise. He is a James Bond villain. He goes around <laughs> in the first two episodes as an ex-soldier guy just murdering people left and right. So and we like don't really every know scene anything. he just kills people? Almost every scene. He's killed a good five people, I think, or maybe four. <laughs> people call him like a
1: tertiary born villain. And he's like a
0: born said. villain, but it, the first introduction to him was him trying to be nice. Like some person was offending a flight attendant, and he goes up to that person and basically threatens. Oh, their so life. trying to
1: show he has like a moral code.
0: But he doesn't because then he blows up his girlfriend on a boat with like no sympathy whatsoever. Mm-hmm. The guy is a sociopath, but he's the most likely to have been involved in some sort of criminal activity. He's the one who's able to evade the cops, and yet he's a joy to watch because like. He has no problem like just walking up to someone in the middle of a parking lot or, or a gas station lot, snapping their neck with the trunk of their car, sticking them in the trunk, and then driving them like or, or like Grand Theft Auto,
1: basically. This may be a weird comparison. He we did the same thing
0: with the motorcyclist.
1: Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that like Damon in the Vampire Diaries series at the very beginning of the series, one thing he did every single episode was he continually killed people.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so- the, my favorite part was when he first learns that he's like suspect, like he's landing in London, and the police vehicles are outside the window. And so he asked the flight attendant if he can go to the restroom, the same flight attendant that he helped out earlier. So Mm. she's like, you're not supposed to, but sure. And I think he's going to pull to Catch Me If You Can, where he's going to unscrew some bolts and then jump out the wing. And I was going to be like, what? Um, but no, what he does is he goes in there and suddenly his beard is just tear away. And he like takes off his beard. Did it look tear away
1: throughout the episode or did it look real? No, it, it
0: looked real. It was a real beard. But then he like somehow removed it and without having to shave. And then he like changed his hairstyle, put on a wig. That was the most Americans that it felt. <laughs> and then he like stuck on a hat. And suddenly when he got off, everybody was uh, unloading and the police were like looking for the specific specific... specific man were they on the plane yeah obviously the police go in there and they're looking around but he like helps out this lady with her kid so the lady gives him her kid and then he's just walking around like they're a
1: couple, and he's oh, able to a, get away. Oh, that's yeah, no, that is American. That's like season. That's a season two premiere. One hundred percent. And Americans. then he goes
0: to customs, and he's still working on that like whole act. And he's like five different passports, Jason Bourne style, and he's able to leave there. And then we're like, okay, is this a good guy? But he's like sneaky, a spy. And then he goes up and he murders a motorcyclist, takes their car and or their motorcycle, and just like drives out of the airport. Then he goes visits his um, grandpa for a while. Then he goes and explodes the boat and then he goes by car. So we've seen him go by like almost every form of travel, plane, boat, car, motorcycle. How do you
1: escalate from there? Like, I'm just maybe... waiting for the train scene. <laughs> yeah, right. And it, I also saw that this was compared to 24 with all the action and it seems that you got from the first two episodes. Yeah,
0: and that actually goes into a negative because they like to do that thing with the scrawling text that crime shows do where you see the date, time and the location and they do it way too much. It's very unnecessary. They just do it for every single building, and it's like it's obvious that this. Is, oh, the so it's entire second episode is just interviews going down in the interrogation room. We don't need to know where that is and what time it's happening you know so they they overdo that because 24 it's
1: necessary because it goes beat by beat yeah so in moment places, by moment right hour
0: by hour this it jumps around timeline wise and, and it doesn't super matter
1: oh wait so is it like a christopher nolan thing where like they'll maybe go out of out of order chronologically or does it go in chronological? well
0: order? see someone could be describing events and then sometimes they'll do a flashback to that event sometimes it won't that's the cheating way of an interrogation episode and that's why law and order loves to do it and stuff because they can pick and choose what they want to show you from the past. They don't have to technically show you everything. Right. So it's like a cheap way of doing that, but at the same time, sneaky and clever. The the other good things that I found about it though, was that there there isn't any stall. There's no bureaucracy to the investigation that holds things up. They don't get bogged down in informing us how they pin down these suspects. You learn that as you go along. So you didn't find it boring? In the first episode, like, yeah, you're just following these random individuals and then suddenly one by one they're getting picked up and we don't know why. So the audience isn't treated like this omniscient person. We're as surprised as anyone else is when this is happening until it happens like three times and then we're like, okay, we, we know what's going on. Also, it holds up to the title because every one of them was in the hotel for one night. That's kind of odd. And then travel back to the UK. All of them live relatively close to each other in England. And then most of them have that connection with the Cooper Newman Foundation. None of them have a complete alibi for the time period. However, it was like in the middle of the night. So why would you? And then Scott makes this really good point about every team needing a planner, a tech person, and a money person, and that's exactly what they are because one of them is the finance person, one of them is the cybersecurity consultant, consultant, and one of them is like a sociology like planner. So know? they
1: could be like a bank robbing team. Yeah, they're the like scene. a high situation,
0: but there are reasons to think they didn't do it. So like Adesh was really convincing when he had his interview and, and he just didn't get the impression that he was a bad dude. Regardless of whether or not he's telling the truth of, of being involved in this, you know their motivations but specifically his motivation is true he wants to be a dad he wants to look out for his wife he feels constricted in where he is currently he's like living with the entire family of his wife's and it's not a good situation for him and he just wants the money so he that's why he was applying for this job and so it was hard to see him being involved in something so shady then there was natalie who is that newlywed and who was literally getting married so she thought that she was going to get arrested this would be a weird way of doing (laughs) it like in the middle of their wedding to risk that and she also gets absorbed in her mom's loan shark situation right before the wedding which seems odd if you have someone kidnapped that you know about and you have to be keeping track of them as right, well yeah. and then tara doesn't recognize okay the video that's a bad though so this video of the abduction that happened with leo gets released to the internet and for some reason everyone finds it hilarious and it goes viral and it Wait, doesn't they make find it hilarious yes it's just a bunch of people in masks going up to a guy and sticking him in a suitcase it seems terrible. It seems like something fake. But it, but for some reason, it's, it's already amassed itself around the planet on the internet. So it's being memed up. Yes, exactly. They're doing memes to it. And, and Tara sees it through her daughter's cell phone and Daisy, who's watching it. And she's got this difficult relationship because she's a divorced mom and the dad has the rights to the daughter, even though she's got this nice job and stuff. But she doesn't seem to recognize the video. And you'd think that if she was there and that she um was part of it that she would be more scared when she saw her daughter watching it right that
1: reminds me of uh, of clickbait in terms of like kind of the social outcry not being very smart because in the end the whole entire point of clickbait was it was five million views and then the guy dies but they're like reporting that on the news so obviously people are going to watch it more and, and like why it becomes viral that type of thing it, but like it, yeah and their
0: whole thing is they don't want to report it they don't want to out that leo newman has been taken yet but it's already kind of out there, and the weird thing is that people find it hilarious. I, yeah. <laughs> I it doesn't make sense. And then Sean, he doesn't really have a reason to think he didn't do it. If anyone had
1: done it, he he did it. So he's your main suspect at this point.
0: No, 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 because I think they all did work together. But like, here's the reasons to think they did do it. Oh, right? so that's
1: where the Mur- murder or express comes in. Yeah, I got it. okay. So go on.
0: Well, there were four people in masks. Right. Yeah. So like, it wasn't just one person. They know that already. It's not a who done it. <laughs> it's not a one person who done it. And so for Adesh, the CCTV footage was hacked. And I know CCTV, and that's more of a British right. term, but that was hacked so that the hotel wouldn't see what was going on and so that they could then record it and release it themselves, the criminals, right? So, and he was in the vicinity of everyone while this was go- all going down. He's clever enough to dodge questions and not have to answer. Them. There's this really funny exchange where... Apparently there was a porn video that was being watched during the time that this was happening. Like he had ordered an adult video on his. Uh, yeah, right. A- and and so Stan or Scott was accusing him of putting that video on for an alibi, right? <laughs> yeah. And right. so he was like, "Do you remember the plot of Miami Spice?" <laughs> <laughs> and and at this point, Adesh is the only smart one to have actually brought in a solicitor or lawyer to actually so he's been like
1: bouncing off questions. so he's the, the only one with a lawyer the
0: only one he's the only one who decides even the sociology professor is like you know what i'm just going to handle this one myself <laughs> so he's like uh no comment no comment no comment it gets to there and he comes back with this great response he's like yeah actually i think you were in it <laughs> so and that completely dodges the question but at the same time hilarious i love that line then there was natalie The reason to think that she's suspicious is because she has a burner phone. She has cash on the ready. We see her when she's dealing with the loan shark already have this stuff. She works for that finance company, has been getting deposits from this other company. And she is kind of cagey about that, dodgy about that, right? Mm. So there's something suspicious there. And then with Tara, she is the most clearly motivated to do something like this because she believes in meritocracy and leo had found himself in oxford the school that she teaches at and she had directly tried to stop that from happening because she said he's just getting in because his family's rich and has has donated to the school and so they did a full investigation and 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 found that he was fine he he had merit to go there and so she said that that was when she dropped it but then she was sent over to kind of congratulate the family on this big donation that they gave to new york And she has, yeah. So there's reason to think that she has a moral thing. But also Leo had attended a lot of her classes, which, and she pretended she didn't know who he was. So maybe he's in on it. So maybe it's like a trust they? So they
1: all have like something to hide,
0: you think? I mean, I know you think that they don't. They're they're all given reason to, to not suspect them and for reason to suspect them. And that's the reason they let them go at the end of the second episode. And then with Sean, I already told you, he blew up his, like what he did was he went on the boat him and his girlfriend started having sex and then he ties her up 50 shades of gray style mm-hmm. and then he goes up he drives wherever he wants to he leaves the boat and then he presses a button like some sort of cool action hero and we just see the blo- boat just blow up in the background that seems kind of comedic from the way that you're yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> but in a way but but it was it was funny to it was cool to watch i guess and that basically finishes off the best parts of the show i heard it has all like, my goods. i heard it has like a
1: good atmosphere
0: yeah and it, it, it flicks between the storylines very well like there's it doesn't get herky-jerky at all so it's
1: pretty seamless it's okay.
0: smooth but at the same time not boring you're not sticking on one story very long you keep on uh like they do that thing where you're twisting the camera around and the interviewer's asking the same questions to everyone Vanessa's asking the same questions oh okay you're seeing different responses but it, it's very organic it's very nice but the bad stuff i said that the scrolling text the video doesn't make any sense. It's a huge pill to swallow because it's, it hinges the fact on like that this is a famous thing already. And it's just hard to believe that anyone would take it seriously or that it would be memified and that pe- people would care. The other thing is that it does follow sort of a well-established formula in that there's a slow trickle of information. And whenever things seem to slow down, they always just reveal something about a character that we didn't know.
1: oh yeah and it seems like Like, it's very
0: convenient in the way that 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 kind of pans out and
1: sometimes with like these slow type of things when you get later on into the season they try to make the reveals bigger and bigger until it gets to the point where it's like oh it was really just one person who was incredibly evil this whole time Uh and that gets
0: to my predictions and conclusions not a good or bad but really it's too early to say whether or not this is a well-conceived plot whether or not it's going to pan out it's like At the beginning of Money Heist, you had no idea after the first two episodes. Mm -hmm. If they knew what they were doing, it could have ended terribly. Instead, it ended great for the first two seasons. And so, yeah, it just remains to be seen. This this could rise in popularity and critical reception if they they really kill the ending here because this is the type of show where it's like you want them to
1: yeah it's it's eight episodes and they unlike other tv shows they did release all eight episodes to critics in fact people who were interviewing them yep. were saying how they watched all eight episodes uh what you were saying about kind of figuring like figuring out about characters along the way that's what the cast ended up having to do they were getting the scripts as mm. they were going along yeah unlike in the original series they did change the ending of the first season i think i would do that too if i was making a show like this i would only give out to the cast because that way they're able to play both
0: ways and so Mm -hmm. they have no idea and um maybe if you're a good enough actor you could
1: actually know the ending you could pull yeah yeah yeah, always like with the details on set and everything yeah but
0: there's also times where like this type of interrogation thing can really backfire like 13 reasons why i think season three or four where they decided okay we're going to change the the way that we oh that was season three yeah yeah yeah, and it just did not work and so like (laughs) with something like this it's always a risk And the second episode is called Room for Doubt because you're supposed to see both sides. You're supposed to think, "Okay, did they do it? Did they not do it? And at the end, they kind of fake you out because they say um, we are going to move you. And so you're like, oh, are they going to get extradited because they had sort of mentioned that they were going to be moved back to the U.S.? No, they just let them free. That seems like it's been done before. And that mm, yeah. it normally backfires. Like, these people are going to be able to meet again if they are involved together. And they, and the cops are going to lose track of at least one of them.
1: So do the pros outweigh the cons?
0: Uh, yeah. The pros outweigh the cons right now. Right now, it's a 7 out of 10 in my mind. I might watch the rest of the series, but I might not. Okay. So the, the reason I'm writing music of Sense8 so much... Probably the most out of everything is because you do have these random characters from it feels like everywhere, even though they are sort of British. They, so they're all around the same area, but it feels like they're just their lives are so different. Like, again, one is in a wedding dress this entire time because she was snatched from her wedding. One was snatched at a public lecture <laughs> she was doing. It feels like the police could have, like, done this in a, in a less... um explicit manner and in, in a less public manner and then one was a, a pulled during their family dinner or whatever <laughs> so they're all just they have they have all these different lives unconnected and so that's where the sensei thing comes into play obviously murder on the orient express those people also had no connection to each other and yet they were all involved in the same thing trust i said the kidnap thing might be leo's idea because she he has that direct connection <laughs> with yeah. so maybe he was meant to be tied up in that suitcase and they just let him out afterwards i don't know maybe it was staged then it feels like the all the interrogation shows to put together the accused show which was also uk criminal which they had for every country interrogation the story going through the interrogation Mm -hmm. yeah so and then the the first episode calling being called person of interest and the second episode showing them following these people once they released them through the cctv footage like it focused in on their face did a big square, so that they, yeah they were and it was following to... them so it's literally person of interest in that case <laughs> and then uh, the mr robot thing yes. so yeah that's why i connected them to all of those shows
1: okay so the show has a 53 percent on ron tomatoes mm-hmm. it has around a 6.8 on imdb
0: it's not apple's best show
1: yeah and, it, and i think and also this is like the first show that they're doing of three israeli shows that they're adapting uh, the second one's going to be called tehran and the third no, one... no, no
0: no tehran was already adapted wasn't it because i watched it on apple like oh, a year or two ago and it balance. has an amazing uh, first scene and then the rest of the show kind of tapers off from there but the first scene is just so um stressful and you feel so bad for the characters um it's, it's that's deserving of a Oh, watch. wait, is
1: that the one where they were on the plane?
0: Yes, that's the one where they're on the oh, plane okay. and they accidentally land in Iran. And maybe they're redoing it again, but like from a different it, yeah, point actually, of view. They, I don't know. They
1: might have air terror on. Uh, there's going to be another one called Losing Alice. Here, though... And
0: that one's also been out.
1: Okay. So, so both of them uh, have come out. Yeah. Uh, the the Rotten Tomatoes score said um basically yeah good atmosphere but also really really slow moving and it's almost every single article I've read it was weird to see how high the Rotten Tomatoes score were for the articles I read because they were saying this is an incredibly boring tv show it doesn't move itself along some I think were put off just by the fact that Uma Thurman was as in as much as they were expecting her to be and Mm -hmm. thinking she was going to be the main focal point but others were like like the Hollywood Reporter was just saying there's nothing interesting in this show that like we'll keep the viewer intrigued they actually did shoot though in london and new york yeah i, think I mean that's obvious yeah, yeah but like i think that's how much like uh apple wanted to try and give as much like creative freedom to chris long as they did
0: apple's always got a budget there's never really an issue with the cinematography
1: brian he hinted that the show tackles major themes
0: um hmm not not really in the first episode. It was more about just introducing us to these characters and giving us a sense as to why they were being looked at as suspicious. It's The major themes, I think, will come along later because at the end of the, the cliffhanger being that she has to tell the truth, and this is a political thriller, sort of, so maybe there's some secrets or skeletons in her closet that she's going to get into, and I don't know. But, yeah, I didn't see that here.
1: Okay. Well, that's about all I have.
0: That's all you have, yeah. and I think we addressed everything stan or scott said the video was leaked on go leak and that was not a problem i had with it because i've never heard of go leak they could have just said youtube or tiktok they were afraid to get sued or something or like I, even say something go like the leak. dark
1: web i know everyone was watching it but yeah, like some but go Leak
0: just feels like something that would never be a thing like yeah, all these 11 year old kids <laughs> are gonna be so interested in going to go leak not 4chan or go leak all right that's where i end my rant i still give it a seven out of ten uh and i would recommend it to those who are really into crime shows so
1: if you like the americans though like a lot would you recommend it then? no because
0: the americans was a better show okay. uh, overall anyways uh, if, but if you like people taking off fake wigs and stuff like that yeah you get that here <laughs> so thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one bye
1: bye